0: Welcome to Wielding Legacy. My name is Laura Payne Stanley, and this is your weekly audio insight, because the key to unlocking your future lies in legacies. As I said, this is an audio insight, and it's one for high achievers, for visionaries, for empire builders, and for power couples. You see, I know that you are here, already creating an impact in your industry. You are here building a legacy for you and your family and it drives you, it occupies your mind. But through my work as a trusted advisor to extraordinary entrepreneurs, I know you aren't yet reaching your greatest potential in your business, your performance, and in your relationships. Now I'm known with my clients, I am one of their loudest cheerleaders, believing in them often before they do. And yet you can't enroll me in your legacy limiting story. I'm your biggest empowering challenger as well as you create your ultimate legacy. So this audio insight is called Wielding Legacy because, as I said, the key to unlocking your future lies in legacies. Welcome to Wielding Legacy, and today we're going to talk about how to overcome perfectionist fantasies and tomorrow timelines. Now, when it comes to the word perfectionist fantasies, my long experiences show me that Two responses normally happen, and you might be having this right now. Either you've read or heard me say perfectionist fantasies and you're nodding along, there's something somewhere in your stomach that you just know that this is an amazing episode for you. Or you're kind of in the camp of, I'm curious, but it doesn't land with you straight away. So what are perfectionist fantasies? Before we dive in here, I want to go back a stage and talk about what is the problem with having perfectionist fantasies? Well, a perfectionist fantasy isn't such a longed-for illusion. So it's something that you're dreaming about, like a perfect situation or a perfect illusion to happen. And that can keep you stuck in a negative benefit frustration cycle. You see, you believe it is only your illusion of your perfect self or your perfect life or your perfect goal who can then accomplish that goal once perfection has been achieved. Or say you believe for To have a perfect launch, everything needs to be perfect. And you need to have the perfect launch, or you need to have the perfect messaging, the perfect USP, the perfect copy, the perfect audience build, the perfect lead magnet, the perfect audience identification. Everything needs to be perfect in order for you to qualify to get the results that you crave. And I've also seen this emerge with corporate clients and leadership coaching recently, where a client is looking for the perfect position, you know, one with all the perfect benefits in the perfect location. It's like kind of that Goldilocks thing. Everything has to be perfect or it isn't right. I've also seen it with corporate clients that they're looking for the perfect career trajectory within an organization. But that being said, they're looking for it from the moment that they join. Or wanting to manage the perfect team. See this with leadership coaching. So people in their perfectionist fantasies have created the perfect team in their mind, the perfect team that's going to create the impact and the results that they want. Or they want to attract the perfect talent, their ideal illusion of the perfect talent that they're looking to recruit into their team. In essence, the perfectionist fantasy can be linked to your whole life. It could be linked to a perfection of one aspect of your life let's say and that could be in your work in your love life in your physical form I've seen this as an entrepreneur to one element of your business so there's one element of your business that actually lives in a perfectionist fantasy and I've also seen this in your career and your role so the conclusion here should be that the net positive from having perfectionist fantasy will increase your life as you create the legacy that you desire. See, perfectionist fantasies, they can be self-motivating. They're not wholly bad. And that's what I'm talking about here. If you're resonating with being perfectionist, don't think that there's something wrong with you. There absolutely isn't. It can be self-motivating because it's a towards motivation. So you will overcome challenges. You will overcome adversity and you will achieve the success you crave. So it can be a positive But what are the negatives of this thing that I'm telling you about today, this perfectionist fantasy? Well, when that perfectionist fantasy, you are living so much into it, into the future, that it can become toxic. If I I could say that right. So that was a beautiful example of not being perfectionist here, of being toxic. (laughs) We have to embrace this. So, if you were in a perfectionist fantasy right now and you had your own podcast, you might have pressed stop and you would have re recorded the whole thing. Whereas I'm saying you just live with what happens in the moment. You see, for a perfectionist fantasy, instead of being a towards motivation, so instead of being something that pulls you along, it actually changes. And you are led by fear, by fear of not being perfect, or by fear of avoiding any activity that might result in you not being perfect at something or in your eyes failure and that's the other thing you might resonate with right now when i'm talking about perfectionism is your feeler of failure of doing something that's less than perfect is that stopping you because that motivational force actually becomes a negative orientation and that's where we get fixed mindset Fixed mindset very much is the uh, concept that you will not do something unless you think you can concede, succeed at it. Sorry, I'm demonstrating everything here about being a perfectionist today, <laughs> but you just embrace it. So how do you actually know? This is the question I get asked all the time from clients. How do you actually know if you are setting up a perfectionist fantasy or you're setting up a big, hairy, audacious goal? So how where's the line here? This is what we're talking about. Where's the line between perfectionist fantasy and just setting a big goal or a dreaming big? What's the difference? Well, you set unrealistic high expectations that are unlikely to be met. So we're not talking about the law of manifestation here and, and being open to miracles and different things happening. But you know when you set a goal that it is so high, unless there is a miracle. From all data, it's very unlikely for that to happen. You also, if you are exhibiting perfectionist um, fantasies, you're very quick to find out why things are not perfect. So even if you hit a goal, you would then go back and critique your performance and you'd find out what wasn't perfect for it, even if you hit a goal. You probably also talk to yourself very differently than you would a friend. So when you are experiencing perfectionist fantasies, You are talking to yourself in a manner that if people heard you talking to another person like that, a friend or anybody else, you know that you'd be called out on your language because you know that's not an appropriate way to talk to someone, but you talk to yourself that way. Now that's going to land, isn't it? So let me ask you right there. Let me stop the whole podcast and just say, are you talking to yourself in a way that you would never talk to somebody else or you'd be embarrassed if somebody heard you talking to somebody else like that? Is that how you talk to you? Hmm, big question, isn't it? Yeah, big question. The other thing you may be doing is you may what I call foul off or dismiss compliments. Typical foul off of a compliment is when someone says, like, you look great. And someone says, oh, this old thing. A fouling off of a compliment is that you never accept the energy. To accept the energy in a compliment, we have to say thank you to accept the energy. And then you foul off. You tell something, some reason why it's not. You may also forget to celebrate your success. And you might also know that you should do. You may have heard this on other podcasts or other personal development professionals, and they've told you to celebrate your success. You know this. This is not in your conscious mind. This is in your unconscious mind. And somehow you still don't do it. Now, hands up. Did you nod? Did you agree with one of those points? Are you ready to admit that you actually might be experiencing perfectionist fantasies? Hmm. Okay. Or another way of identifying if you are is how it feels when you create goals. So we're looking at how it feels. Now, I'm going to say something right now. We have three minds our big old head brain, we have our heart brain or heart mind, and our heart and our stomach brain or stomach mind called the enteric. Now, when you come to goals, what I'm about to say to you next, I don't want you to answer with a big old head brain. Logic is not the answer here. I want you to feel into it. So, when you think about a goal that you are looking to create, are you excited but also a bit nervous? Or when you think about a goal, does it feel a relief from your negative internal voice? And is it a delight at imagining yourself in your ideal future? Are there any negative feelings around at all? If when you think about this goal and you are living too much into the future and there is no negativity associated, it is probably a perfectionist fantasy rather than a goal. And one last question to give you a little bit more context. When it comes to knowing if you've achieved perfection, how do you know that? How would you know if you've achieved perfection? There's five options to give you. Listen to them and resonate with the the one that actually feels something in your body of like, oh, that's me. So how do you know if you've achieved perfection? Internal. Do you just know whether you've achieved perfection? External. Do you check in with others to find out whether they thought it was perfection? Do you B, or sorry, C, have balance, which is both A and B equally? So you have internal and external, but it, it lives in perfect harmony. Are you D? An internal with an external check. So you're pretty sure you just know, but you kind of do a little external check just to see what the, the world at large says about this thing that you've done. Or are you an external with an internal check? That's E. So you find out what others think first, and then you consider it or disagree with it with the findings that you have. So are you A, internal, B, external, C, balanced, D, internal with an external check, or E, external with an internal check. Which one are you? Hint, by the way, if you're B or E, then definitely keep listening. And the other thing that to know about perfectionist fantasies and perfectionism in general is there are three domains that perfectionism can show up in. self oriented That's the one that most people assume it is. That when we're having perfectionist fantasies or when we are in a really intense period of our life about perfectionism you are imposing unrealistic desires to be to be perfect on yourself so the perfectionism only exists of how it relates to you your kind of assessment of how you are but there's two others we call it other orientated perfectionism so, this is where you impose unrealistic standards on others. It isn't about you, it's how other people are working and handling and what they're doing. Now, especially if you are new or growing a team, this can show up in how you are assessing your team's performance. And the third one is socially prescribed perfectionism. This is unrealistic expectations of perfection from others towards you. Okay. So, we don't normally hear about all three of those. And you may realize that you don't expect yourself to be perfect, but actually, when it comes to your team and how other people act, then you do. And to reiterate, perfectionism isn't a binary issue. That is to say, it's not good or bad. And I don't want to label it like that because when we come to this kind of level of psychology, there are so many gray areas and beauty can be found in the gray. So perfectionist tendencies can be a strength, especially when a detailed orientated person or if you're doing tasks that are highly detailed. There is a degree that we want perfectionism because that's the task being undertaken. However, they can become negative when we start talking about the impact on legacy creation. Which leads me into my next bit I wanna to talk to you about today, which is called Tomorrow Timelines. So I do something called timeline therapy with my clients. And it's, it's a regression technique to uncover those things from childhood and beyond that are keeping you stuck. But tomorrow timelines, well, when we talk about legacy, we talk about those legacies from the past, which is what I was just saying to you, we can go back to our past and clear those things which are not serving us in the future. Then we create. We, cre- we have the kind of legacy that we're looking to create in the future. So when people talk about they're looking to create a legacy, it exists beyond the present timeframe. Now, the negative impact of perfectionist fantasies is that you live for the perfect future in the tomorrow rather than actually kind of working in the present moment when which is where you are your timeline is always thinking about tomorrow or the next day or what happens in the future and again this is where if you've done any visualization if you've done manifestation work it can become a little bit skewed in your thinking because if you have been told or have learned to dream big, always think about tomorrow, always live into who you're going to become, always be that person when it's already happened, where that can show up is that you are struggling with perfectionism in the present moment. Mm, Can you feel that? You You can struggle with perfectionism in the present moment. And also what happens when we have perfectionism fantasies that are about the tomorrow or years in the future, It can be very difficult for the present day reality when it finally comes, whether it's tomorrow or five, 10 years in the future, to live up to the ideal that many have created for themselves and others. So it means even if it's in the future right now, let's just give you a real life example. Say that you know that you've done some kind of goal setting or visualization and you know what you want to achieve in five years. Fast forward the clock, we're now five years in the future and this thing that you've been so closely protecting as a fantasy is now real because it's in the real life, it's in the present day, it can be hard for it to live up to this fantasy of everything being amazing. Here's some ways that tendencies for perfectionism show up with some of my clients. You, you might resonate with one, you might resonate with all of them, but we learn from modeling. And I think it can be really helpful to give you some practical examples. So I see this with clients who are in their tomorrow thinking too much, when they struggle with time blocking. I do I do many different programs and worked with many corporates and private clients, and it isn't the things that you think people would get stuck on, but managing a calendar, managing time blocking, can be one of the earliest symptoms of perfectionism. So what do I hear from clients? Oh, today just ran away with me. Today didn't go as planned. So I'm going to start it tomorrow. we always in that tomorrow again. We're always in the, what will I do then? So tomorrow timeline in this instance is, the day's got away from you, but it's lunchtime. So let's just reframe and see what else happens today. It's not that we need to start tomorrow and it's going to be perfect. People with exercise. Creating exercise plans that they will start tomorrow because it's all gonna be perfect tomorrow. Everything's lined up for it to be perfect tomorrow or their perception that it could be perfect tomorrow. I see this with masterminds, courses and programs. They'll launch it tomorrow because it's not the perfect day day. They've got a headache, you've got a migraine, you feel ill, you've got a bit nausea, you're tired. We're not, we're not talking today about how you manifest these things to actually then give yourself a reason to be in your tomorrow timeline. But that's gonna be what happens. And starting a new habit. People will start a habit and they want it done perfectly. So they will start tomorrow. Now, what's dangerous about this? Well, with habits, especially if you're in a tomorrow timeline of things being done perfectionistically, I think that's a word, even I'm a perfectionist, um, you've got a perfectionism of how you're dealing with the tomorrow timeline. Then anytime you don't do it 100%, You chuck the baby out with the bathwater and you just stop doing it completely because it's it's no longer perfect. And if you've ever tried a habit and you've done it and you've done it 100% perfect and then when you break that habit, you just stop completely. You don't keep going with 75%. And I've seen this in particular with the Monday principle for many of these. The Monday principle is that no matter where a client is in the week, and it could be a Tuesday, if they're on day two or something and it hasn't gone perfectly, they will give up for the entire rest of the week doing said thing that they're supposed to be doing and they will start again on Monday. Now, <laughs> you may resonate with that. And I also see this um, with clients who are trying to get fit or lose weight. It hasn't gone perfect, I'll start again on Monday. It's the Monday principle, okay? But this cycle can be addictive because you create a perceived illusion of perfection And then you are constantly disappointed that that illusion can't be met because when did you do something 100% perfectly? And why is the tomorrow timeline damaging over time? Firstly, I'm going to say something big. You're out of integrity with yourself. And integrity is so important to so many people. But right now, your unconscious mind is logging all of those attempts that you have ever done imperfectly. It knows it. The the unconscious mind is a recording machine. That's what it does, that's what it's here to do. So the result happens that the unconscious mind is sabotaging you because it knows that you really aren't gonna do the thing that you're fantasizing about anyway. This will resonate with you. If there's something in your life or your business that you've been, quote unquote, trying to do for a long time, you set a goal, you start it, you don't hit it, then you start again the next day and you keep going. Your mind now goes basically whatever, whatever. It goes whatever because it says, I'm not actually believing that you're going to do this because I've got how much data that you don't do it perfectly. Second thing that happens, why tomorrow time item is damaging, because you get lost in the planning stage. So... There's a joy, there's a dopamine hit when you are in the planning stage of a perfectionist fantasy. Everything's amazing and you know how it's gonna work. You can feel how it's gonna be when you've had the success and it all it's all laid perfectly out in planning. And then you don't start. And why don't you start? Because in the middle is where messy action happens. I have never known anybody have a launch without one hiccup. There's messy action in the middle. and the inspired messy action is just taking small steps to move forward. Now, the third reason that tomorrow timelines are dangerous over time is that the anticipation of the results of the fantasy often outweigh the results experienced in the present moment. If you're dreaming of the mythical six-figure coaching business, I say mythical because it is, I'm a marketer, but it is used in marketing all the time. If you're dreaming of a six-figure coaching business and you know what your life and your business is going to be like once you've hit that six-figure coaching version of yourself. Okay, great, wonderful. You know what you want. If you then have a 16,000 pound launch, well, that doesn't seem that exciting because it's not six figures. So the wins that you have in the present moment don't seem that exciting because you are so attached to the anticipation of the final goal, the final fantasy. So how do we overcome this? How do we, how do we like move through perfectionist fantasies and tomorrow timelines? Laura, that's kind of what you're asking. You're like, you might have been nodding away throughout this podcast and you're like, yes, 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 I get this. What do I do about it? Now you would need to understand right now, as I said, that you are out of integrity with yourself. You've set big goals, you've set these fantasies, and you've not achieved them. So now you don't need a chance to pile on further evidence that you can't achieve what you want, that you, I don't want to give you anything that you're going to create another fantasy, and then you're going to give yourself more evidence that you don't achieve things. So we need to start small and set smaller goals with minimal, minimum viable options. A minimum viable option is the smallest option that you can do to achieve your goal. And that could be in a launch price that you need to make it viable to run the program. It could be anything you want to do in your business. It could be raising your rates to the minimal viable option that you only can do so many hours in your business. The point here is to set and achieve that which you desire to. Otherwise procrastination can set in. Now, this is a new muscle memory. Depending on your age right now, depending how long you've been in business, you may have a long history of being out of integrity with yourself. You may have a long history of setting goals, creating these fantasies, and not bringing them into reality. Because it's based on illusion, right? The goal that you're creating is based on illusion. So as I said to you, an example of time blocking and calendars is one of the quickest ways to know how you feel about this whole perfectionism because you will understand your relationship with your calendar. Example of when you're doing this, is if you don't time block right now, if you aren't in control of your calendar, your calendar kind of runs you. If I said to you, well, go and look at your calendar. Let's start small. Let's start with actually, you are going to look in your calendar and you're going to set your goals in there for your self-care, whether that's exercise, whatever it might be. You are going to set in there client creation time and client fulfillment time. Now, if you were to send me an email with a picture of your calendar if you've scheduled your entire week within 10 minutes of everything everything is detailed out in there then we've got a recipe again for creating a fantasy of what the week's going to look like you have no wiggle room in that i've seen clients send me this many many times and i'm talking about people who are over six figures seven figure business owners and they show me their calendars one of the reasons being because it gives me such an insight into how someone's mind works. And I look at these calendars and I'm like, simple questions here. When are you eating? When are you peeing? Like the calendars are so back to back. The person's like every 10 minutes is detailed out that they can't breathe. They can't do anything. And what you are doing, if you are doing that, and if that's you right now and you're noddling along with me, then you are setting yourself up for failure. So what I want you to do, if you are new to this and actually you think you do have perfectionism and fantasies, then look at your calendar, start small and start calendaring just two hours a day. It's those small steps. Do two hours a day, every day. And the crucial thing here is to actually do what's in there no matter what. Where people stop doing things is they go all or nothing. They're not doing any calendar, they handle it, everything out. It goes to boot within the first day to two days, and they completely chuck the baby out of the bath and suddenly they stop doing it. Big dumb work, it doesn't work, it's not perfect. The main focus about focus of combating your perfectionism fantasies is about consistency and small wins. It's about doing those little things to get yourself back in integrity with yourself. And so your unconscious mind can trust you when you say you're going to do something or create something. Now, here's a note. I know if you're an overachiever right now, that sounds terribly dull, small, and slow. I know you want everything you want it now and let's do this, Laura, and I'm on it. And that's all good if you don't have perfectionist fantasies. If you do, you've got to slow down to speed up. And you know what that means. You've got to build, rebuild those foundations or build them if they're never there in the first place. You've got to live in the present moment as much as living in the tomorrow thinking because in tomorrow timeline, you can achieve different things, but we've got to be in the present too because the present gets you to the tomorrow. So there we go. Do you have perfectionist fantasies? Are you stuck in tomorrow timelines rather than being in the present, whatever the present may be for you? I'd love to hear your insights on this. And if you know of someone who would benefit from listening to Building Legacy, then do invite them along to listen to me. If you are looking to explore your legacy, success and impact on the world, here are two ways to start the journey. If you're looking to create a hugely impactful legacy, my one-to-one success coaching will change everything. Or if you are a coach, mentor or consultant, a private accelerated day and the 30 days of support can be the idle tonic to kickstart your legacy creation.